to say yeah. thank you so much for all of the love. Chris is looking at me like I'm talking to him. I'm not talking to you, fool. Oh. Thank you <laughs> like, what so did I do? for is all it, of the it's love. It's our anniversary? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that we received on our first batch of episodes. Yeah. To everyone who listened and posted about it on your story on Instagram or told us personally or DM'd us or texted us or whatever, it meant the world to us because this little passion project of ours is something that we really think is going to be special. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey we're all on together, and we really desperately want to hear your feedback, and you've been giving that to us. Yeah, so thank you. We had phone calls. We had text messages. DMs, all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah. Man, it was cool. So. Yeah, the numbers themselves were just so awesome to mm-hmm. like see how many people were listening across different platforms. And yeah, so we're back. We're doing more. Yeah. 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 Very, very so cool. So excited. Thank you. Okay. So I'd like to... And oh, with yes. that being said, mm-hmm. you, I was surprised you didn't say it just now. What? Thank you guys so much for listening. And always like let us know if there's suggestions. And this yeah. is where... Uh, kind of what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. is based on some really good suggestions but you can always message us give us suggestions yeah. thoughts any kind of stuff even that this will help topic us. that we're going to dive into today we first posted on our instagram stories mm-hmm. um like here's a poll of you know trying to get a pulse of what you guys want to hear about and that's perfect that i say that because it brings me to the opener i'd like to discuss Chris asked me to post on his story on his behalf. You need to explain yourself, sir. <laughs> what? Well, I, you're already laughing. I haven't even said it yet. I'm nervous. Your happy anniversary. <laughs> stop. Your emojis, the ones that are people or like hands. Huh? You use the skin tone yellow. Oh. Why have you not? decided on a skin tone chris <laughs> newsflash you're pale you pick the first one but okay, you know what you that's don't offensive. pick that's you offensive. don't pick the yellow why not why is all of your people yellow i have not once had a skin tone with my emojis yeah i don't I, think i could not cool not How is cool, that not Chris. cool? What is not cool about that? I don't know. That? Something about it gives me the ick. I can't handle it. We the now, ick. We all now need I'm to sorry. go into your phone. Let me show you. We need you. to select a color exhibit, for every single okay. emoji that we're Exhibit A. It. Exhibit A. Homer Simpson. He is yellow. <laughs> what skin color do, color do you do? Like the olive. Like the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And but you instead want me to show my extremely pale. Well, color. what other choice do you have? Yellow. The other choice I have is yellow, <laughs> and and that's what I've chosen. <laughs> but I guess with that being said, <laughs> my name is Chris Wineland, and I'm Micah Wineland, and you're listening to the, the Modern, Modern Christian, Christian Podcast. Love, love, 
Kentucky's wild for one. <laughs> um, there are so many statements in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I there's so many like. First of all, that's a banger. Yeah. I'd listen to that all day. If yeah. What is what's the context of this? But here's what I love. That is a commercial <laughs> from the seventies. That was basically uh, a commercial from the Kentucky Department Child Services. Wow. Just telling people to be nice to their kid. <laughs> I'm so mad. I can suck your face. <laughs> oh, I know. And both both parents, I think, said that. In yeah, the like song? it starts off with like a parent a raging <laughs> in a duet. <laughs> Have you hugged your kid today? Yeah. And I then, like to see that. I like and that the jingle. the Kentucky Department of Child Services comes in and goes, she's a person just <laughs> like you. Well... I'll be. You mean to tell me my kids are people? <laughs> Why do I feel like this song was written in two parts? They did the happy part, then they were like, no, 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 these people, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it unless we start off relatable. It's like, With, I'm so mad I can slap your face. I'm so mad I can slap your face. Have you hugged your kid today? It's like two different, there's two different songs here, two different people. Uh. That so, is, wow. yeah, I've, our topic for today, if you haven't figured it out, is parenting. The modern Christian parent. That's right. So let's not do whatever was happening in Kentucky <laughs> in, in the, the 70s. 70s. Because apparently they needed the Department of Child Services to step in and remind parents. With a ballad. Listen, your kid is a human being. Let's not slap them in the face because the bills. Let's not beat them and send them to the cellar. Oh, no. Let's give That's them a sad. hug. That's... I know. It is really sad. Well, I want to know, if you were from Kentucky and grew up in the 70s, are you okay? And, and just so you're clear, everybody's clear, I'm not laughing at anybody getting but hurt. I'm laughing that the, this song had to be made. Well, it's it, like the even way that gonna, it was made. Yeah, like even if they were going to make the commercial, <laughs> why in a song right. form? But I will say it's catchy. It is catchy. It slaps. Have you hung your oh, kid today? It can't it slap. <laughs> No, but it's supposed to specifically not, not slap. It doesn't slap. You know, like, it I want to know, like, I hope that that song diffused whatever was going on in somebody's Somebody life. came home from work and was like, today was another crap day. Oh, wait. Oh, it's so sad. You know what? Have I had my good today? It's a jingle. It is a it's a jingle. It's just like the cars jingle. Yep, exactly. Kids for cars. Oh. You know what our son, speaking of jingles, you know what he sings to me all the time in the car? What does he sing? Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. How does he know? I don't know. I think he likes the Limu Emu. Limu Yeah. He sings Liberty, Liberty, Liberty? Yes, he thinks it's funny. That's funny. He sings a homemade song that I've created that I sing for the whole yeah. family. I love that song. He sings that We sing it for time. everybody. Yeah. We'd sing it here, but eh, you guys probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> I actually have something kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't Please. really call it fun, but it is in a weird yeah. way. I have some parenting advice mm-hmm. from over the decades. Because oh, I think the right. best way to start this episode talking about 
today's Christian parents and kind of like where we're at and how we got here is to first rewind and talk about the different generations and what they experienced because obviously all of our parenting is a product of kind of what was poured into our parents and what was poured into them and Mm -hmm. their parents and their parents, you know, so. Well, and before you do, I mean, for the record, what is the big takeaway that we want to do? Because I think the beauty of this podcast is we're not teaching anything. We're discussing. Right, that's right. So it's like, what are we discussing here? What is our takeaway? So I think, I mean, this is really just an introduction episode Mm -hmm. into just discussing the idea of, what is a modern Christian parent? I think there's a lot of takes that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Or approaches, I should say. A lot of approaches that we're going to be talking about. Um, and some you're going to feel like, you know, I, I think probably as a Christian, based on the way you were raised, your personal experience, and now being a parent, what's kind of worked for you, you're probably, you have a really strong opinion mm-hmm. about, you know, how a child should be disciplined, how a child should be encouraged, how a child should grow up. Um, and maybe we challenge that today a little bit to say, mm-hmm. you know, I've always looked at it this way, but maybe I'll look at it a different way or at least open myself up to mm-hmm. to uh, doing that. And we know so many young parents that are very open and honest of saying, like, I don't know yeah. what to do. Uh, I started doing this. I changed my mind. I'm doing yeah. this now. Um, this doesn't seem to work with my kid in particular. You know, it's like those kind of things. I'll be the first to raise my hand on that one. I mean, yeah. literally, I've gone up to other parents that we trust and mm-hmm. can confide in in our church, and I've been like, can I just ask you, like, <laughs> what's working with your four-year-old? Because yeah you thought i thought that there was like such thing as terrible twos did not exist with johnny at all Mm -hmm. he was a rock star then i thought okay fine so what we lacked in twos we're gonna get in the three major Mm -hmm. he totally was a three major but in the best way he was hilarious yeah everything he did was so funny yeah no he was solid fours he was like a headliner fours it's given us a run for our money (laughs) like it's given us a run for our money for sure yeah he's uh he's 14 in Pretty that much, sense. yeah. Foreign He's... body, fourteen in spirit, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's been a journey. But He's we a, love him. Of He's like, yeah. He's yeah. like that. Well, I think this is my now my assumption because we know a few other four year olds. They're all like, um, who's that dude that was on Comedy Central that looked like a kid but was actually oh, an adult? Um, Andy, Andy Milanakis. Andy Milanakis. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm almost convinced every single four year old that I've met is. Like an Andy Milanagas, like they're, <laughs> they need a nap. They need a nap, really. Like also, too, the the thing about Johnny, and this is so specific to our family, well, you know, not that it's not true in other families, but it's just very true for our family, is Johnny is extremely funny. Oh, yeah. It is so hard to, to redirect or to, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't even know, to lead, <laughs> to lead well. Especially because you and I... Our, that is a love language. Yeah, that's a love language of ours, just comedy. to laugh. And so when he does something that he knows is naughty and, like, just gives us that grin. <laughs> he does it for the joke. Yeah, he's totally doing it for the joke. He's yeah. like, can I blame him? There actually has been times where he said something completely <laughs> outlandish, and Chris or I have said, dude, like, that's funny, but bad timing. Bad timing. Like, not the time <laughs> yeah, like, we have. We're, like, like, we're training him, him to be comedy. a comedian. We're like, not the time or place. Love or you your know, heart, like, kid, but not the time yeah, or place. Yeah, or you know, like, how a kid, any kid, 
will like the moment they got a laugh now they repeat that same sentence yeah. and we'll say look it was funny it genuinely was <laughs> but because you've said it now 50 times <laughs> the moment's over it's kind of not funny anymore <laughs> and as soon as he hears those words as soon as he hears yeah. us go not funny dude then he like immediately like, yeah. hmm. He puts that look on his face. But like, it's gotta go back to the, yeah. the drawing board. All right, here's some parenting advice from back in the day. Okay. Uh, this comes from the 70s. Add sugar to your baby's water. Mary Poppins mm. might have relied on a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down, but we know now know that too much sugar isn't great for anyone, especially babies. So it's hard to believe that moms in the 1970s were encouraged to dissolve several lumps of sugar in their baby's bottle. What? Fast forward like, a few... Like the milk bottle? Like it'd be yeah, like, like into milk. a baby's bottle, yeah. I don't think it was into the milk. I think because now we even know like you're not supposed to give yeah. a baby water until they're about one they yeah. get all the nutrients they need from baby right. milk but um or formula um but i think they were putting water because it says lumps of sugar into baby water or maybe this is toddlers i don't know but then it says here fast forward a few decades and drink manufacturers told parents that cola was the healthy family choice for little ones hmm. wow i know wow um are these fact checked are they uh, legit I mean, it's all from one article, so blame them, I guess, if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just... um, and then also, too, they they have articles that go with it, like actual oh, newspaper okay. clippings oh, and things like that. Okay, so, so then, yeah, I would say it's fact-checked. Here's another one. This one, it doesn't have a specific date, but it says, watching television will benefit your child. What? Both of these things that you just shared, mm -hmm. they sound direct marketing. They sound like yeah. marketing. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. It sounds like somebody who wants to sell a TV and somebody who wants to sell soda. <laughs> Maybe no, from right. the same guys. This is Mad Men, that TV yeah. show. This is from the 1960s. Smoking during pregnancy is perfectly acceptable. Wow. As recently as the 1960s, moms-to-be were assured that smoking while pregnant was fine. Babies were even used to advertise cigarettes. And then it has a quote from this article I'm looking at, like from this, uh, it's like a newspaper or magazine clipping of an advertisement. And it says, gee, mommy, you sure enjoy your Marlboro. <laughs> okay, this one says that this is from the late 1950s. Bathe your newborns in lard. What? <laughs> lard is great when you're baking a pie, but not so <laughs> useful when you're bathing your baby. Is there a but picture? some questionable parenting advice from the early 1900s claimed that babies need to be bathed in lard, oil, or butter every day for a week <laughs> after birth. What? It's not clear what the uh proposed benefit of this was but let's hope those slippery tots managed to Man. stay safely in their mother's arms lard i i i would agree with that you know when um for both of our kids lard yeah. all day yeah lard all day every day lard. oh every time we bathe our kids we're gonna put them in lard no that's that's what i'm saying we did oh yes yeah, yes we did it and now look at them. <laughs> Those slippery, shiny, beautiful angels. <laughs> slippery. <laughs> this comes from the 1980s. Okay. Babies sleep best on their stomachs. For the first two months or wow. so, the safest way for a baby to sleep is on their front, head to one side, or else or else curled up to one side. That would be best. Um, and then it kind of continues on yeah, to say stomach. in case that 
in oh. case they get sick in the middle of the night with them sleeping on their stomachs, then they'll, they'll I guess, puke it yeah. out and not choke. But no, we no, we don't do that. All right, last piece of advice. Okay, I'm ready. This is from as early as the 1990s. So this is how you and I were parented. Mm. Timeouts should be super long. This coming from a book that was uh, came out in 1992 by John Roseman. And he said that the first time you put your child in timeout, you should then have them in a confined space like a bathroom for 30 minutes at minimum. What? Okay. What? Putting my toddler in a bathroom for 30 minutes at would, minimum, be, at would minimum. be terrifying for me. Would be terrifying. So that's all my parenting advice. Yeah, that's... Some interesting stuff. But you know, you brought a, a really good point. That a lot of that was backed by marketing. Which now yeah. makes me go, what parenting advice have I accepted mm. or received that's and actually marketing. That's actually marketing. And I really don't know. I have to think about it. So. I have to think about that too. Yeah. I have one thing that, boy, this is controversial and I don't care. I want to push through. I, <laughs> okay. You, you, you are going to agree with me on this. Okay, yeah. And some I'm people sure. are going to listen and are going to like, oh, they're going to clench their fists on this one. <laughs> there is something that was so massively, massively pushed when we were in our 90s. In, in Not in our 90s, but in the, <laughs> in 19, the 90s. In the 90s, yeah. Growing up. That you and I now are so against. People come to our house so and excited. they have an issue with this. I'm so excited. What they do, it. and I and I will stand by it. And oh, I will, yes. I know what it is. I will I like exactly put my foot. I mean, I'm, I'm never going back. It's one of those things where once you once you go there, you cannot go back. All right, yeah. go ahead. I'm ready. Are for you ready it. for it? I know. Should we say it together? Let's say it together. One, okay. two, three. Milk. <laughs> milk, you people. The whole got milk and the whole milk mustache and the you need milk to survive. No, you don't. Chris Not and that I, kind of milk. Chris and I are like fully on the anti-milk train, and it's funny <laughs> because really my are. mom has even sent me TikToks or like videos. I don't know yeah. if they're TikToks, it's probably YouTube's, where it's like farmers that yeah. show you like we take care of our cows, we care about them. <laughs> like your milk isn't poisoned, it's not over pasteurized. Yeah. Like this is where it comes from. Blah 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 blah. Okay, I love it. I, I'm listening. I hear you. It is literally made for another species baby. Yeah, that's true. It's just not for me. Right. Now, I've heard all the arguments as to why oat milk and almond milk are disgusting and terrible right. for you. Don't care. Not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, also, I've heard people say, I've heard people be like, yeah, but milk has, like, the certain vitamins and stuff. Oh, you mean the vitamins I can get from, like, Literally a, a vitamin? other places? <laughs> <laughs> like, an actual <laughs> vitamin? <laughs> it's just so funny, but like it was so pushed in the nineties. Yeah. I remember hearing like the school or something in my school say, cafeteria. You gotta we, finish your milk. Yes, in finish my school cafeteria, we had a poster: one on the left wall, one on the right wall. Venus and Serena Williams, oh, yeah. and they had the milk mustache and the racket, and they were like, "Got milk, got milk," and it was like such a thing. It was like, "Drink your yeah. milk," and but that was marketed by. Farmers, yeah, by like the milk industry, right? It wasn't doctors who were doing it out of right. the kindness of their heart, right? So, right. like that to me, they sold the milk and you drank it, folks. <laughs> exactly, and you know, Thank I you. and there's that whole argument now about oat milk with yeah, like it's, all it's got sunflower it's... oil and stuff. Like, okay. I don't care. <laughs> Do you know it also has sunflower oil, Bring sunflower seeds yeah. that you eat? Bring it on. Just saying. I'm milking so, the oats. Yeah. All right. It was worth sharing. That was great. Another thing that I think is really interesting is that you and I uh, 
when we got married or, or like actually when we started our family, like, mm-hmm. you know, really got ready to have kids. Yeah. This was before we officially had Johnny. We both had an idea of what parenting would look like in our home. You had some ideas and I had yeah. some ideas that were super different. And I was surprised by that. I assumed yeah. that just because we were both Christians, we would have the same ideas of what parenting would look like. So I thought that yeah. was interesting. But even with our different ideas, both of those sets of ideas got completely flipped yeah. on their head once we started taking the adoption classes. Yeah. 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 So do you want to explain like kind of what that process was like and you know yeah. how, I, how you and I changed I wish I minds. could recommend these classes to every parent. Literally every single because parent. Because to me... I mean, to us, it has transformed our parenting from the beginning. Yes. And so this is through a Christian organization, Mm -hmm. um, CFC. I'll Mm -hmm. just, it's a Christian family care and they're over in Arizona. And um, they have, if you kind of go through them to adopt, you have to take these classes and these classes teach you parenting, but it's through the mindset of parenting a foster child um, that you can, you know, like whether it's fostering or adopting this You're child. taking in a child that used that, to not belong to yeah, you. Right. Yeah, right. And so by doing that, they're they're really um, taking the approach of this child most likely has trauma. Yeah. No, they will. They will. I mean, that's the yeah, concept. that's true. It's not You're even most likely. You're taking them out of their environment. They've mm-hmm. already been placed in someone else's home most likely. Yeah. So and now hard. they're going to be placed in your home. So whether that's permanently or yeah. for um, you know a season, you know, if you're foster or adopting. That is trauma. Yeah. I mean, just being pulled from your biological parents is mm-hmm. traumatic or your your stable situation is traumatic. And yeah. so that's the approach or that's the starting point of the lens that you have to put on when you're going through these parenting classes. Right. And, and you know, one of the things that they had had us do is they had us like um, – write down five things, uh, you know, that are interests or something in our lives. And then they said, okay, now imagine you get put in a different house and we had to pick up these very drastic characteristics about the family that we would be staying with. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, like, let's say you go to church regularly, but the, or it would probably be the opposite. The family that you're staying with doesn't. They, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah. again, it would probably have been different where it's like yeah. you don't go to church and then now this family they do, and you don't have to go. Yeah. But it's still, it's such a unique thing. Yeah, like imagine writing down five values that you find to be extremely important in your life. Like going to church, being your community, mm-hmm. um, playing soccer as a hobby, doing like, mm-hmm. I don't know, art or whatever, like, because that helps you to de-stress and watching a certain television show every time you come home from work. And then you ask like somebody in a neighboring town to write down their five things and you're now forced mm-hmm. to pick up their five, yeah. and they're forced to pick up your five. That's basically what you're experiencing as a fostered child or an adopted child. You're picking up all of that family's things, and none of it looks like what your family had. Right. And so to, uh, I think, everyone's surprise in the room, and what, what ended up becoming something amazing is they took such a different approach with what happens when a, a child misbehaves. Yeah. And so it was like, first off, um, you you can't do any kind of like um, uh, physical punishment, of ob- course, obviously, yeah. um, uh, to to even get your license and stuff like that. Yeah. You, even if you're listening right now and you go, well, no, with all my kids, like I spanked them and you know it worked and I would do it again. Like, th- great. But in the other aspect, especially with kids with trauma, you go, you know, let's rule that out. 
Um, they didn't even talk too much about timeout, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. The biggest takeaway for me, and you can mm-hmm. share your biggest yeah. takeaway, is that there's a couple of, there's a lot of different steps you can do that can actually help get them into the right headspace to where you don't have to uh, escalate a situation. Yeah, it's You not... or them are not escalating a situation to say, all right, that's it, go to your room, or you're right. in trouble. There's right. actually a bunch of steps, as it turns out, that we can all take before we get to that situation. Right. Uh, one of the ways that they had taught us, which we, um, there's actually two big ones that we still do today, but one is choices. So if you know and this is like what they taught us. If you know that like, hey, they seem to be really struggling around this time. Like breakfast was a big issue for Johnny like when he was real, real young. And so um, what they had recommended is like, hey, give choices. Say, would you like cereal today or would you like fruit or yeah. Pop-Tart? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the yeah. examples. And it's not like one bad thing, one good thing. It's, it's two things that yeah. you're completely okay with. It's not you compromising. It's not you being yeah. weak. It's yeah. you and them working together to say, you know what, let's make this fun. Yeah. We started off this episode like talking about the advice, you know, that mm-hmm. was from previous generations. And I think uh, two things I want to say on that. One is I would love to hear from other people like what's crazy baby advice mm-hmm. that you got. It doesn't have to be specific to baby, but just like what's some crazy advice that you got for parenting your kids that you were like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to take on that one. So <laughs> if you want to share, we would love that. You could share it on either one of our Instagrams. Uh, we'll have a post that's dedicated to this particular episode and then you mm-hmm. can share on there your thoughts. Um, the second thing I want to say is that a lot of us who were born and raised Christian in the 90s, now we're taking the approach of saying like, if there's one thing I want to change, and maybe this is global, I don't know, like, you know, for all generations, Christian or not, um, I want to be more gentle with mm. my kids. I want to care about their emotions. Like we're right now we're seeing a huge shift into a focus on mental health with yeah. children in general. Yeah. And I think that's super important. And so it's interesting how those values um have shaped like our parenting and how yeah. we really try to pay attention to Johnny's emotions. We try to validate his mm-hmm. emotions when they're big, when they're small. Um, another generational thing that we're seeing Mm -hmm. become a change is that a lot of dads were absent. And so now we're seeing a huge swinging, like the pendulum is swinging all the way to the other side where dads are extremely present, extremely hands-on. And I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love the results I'm seeing with it. And um, just kids' confidence. There's so many benefits to when a parent is present in a kid's life, both mom and dad, but especially Especially a father. Fathers are, it's a huge thing. Um, Well, you know, that's actually, that's that's the two, there are two things that I want to remain intentional that I told myself from the beginning, I want to be intentional. One is being very present with all of my kids that they know, like, I'm always available, I'm always present, I'll put my phone down, or like, they're more important than a meeting or whatever. The second, and even more important than that, is that God is present, teaching them about Jesus, the gospel. Um, I mean, we, you know, we pray w- w- uh, with Johnny every night. We, you know, pray over Noella every night. And, um, you know, and she just looks up. So I think that that's great. But, like, we're very intentional about that. I, I want to make sure that they don't, they can't say at the end, like, 
oh, yeah, you know, dad was always talking to people about Jesus, but not to me. It's like, no, no, no. There's a relational um, conversation about who Jesus is, who God is. We read, you know, Saturday mornings. I love reading. Um, I just like to read. So every time I read, now Johnny will come up because... You know, he can't quite read, so he thinks I'm always reading the Bible, which is totally fine. Yeah. But sometimes I love that. sometimes I'm reading like a, just a biography. Autobiography or yeah. something, yeah. yeah. And he just assumes <laughs> you're reading the Bible. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I can be. Yeah. And then he goes and grabs his kid's Bible and then I sit and I read with him. Yeah. And so I haven't been able to go past the chapter that I'm on on my autobiography because every <laughs> time he gets excited he grabs, Okay, let's read my Bible. Okay. I'm like, Well, just so you know, um, uh, if there's a book with a picture of uh, <laughs> a celebrity, that's not a Bible. Okay. Right. But um, yeah, I think that that's really, and I want to be intentional about that continuously. Yeah, for sure. I think the purpose of this episode was to kind of crack open, like, what is the modern Christian parenting? Yeah. What is that? What is the modern Christian parent? And I'm going to say what I think, and then I want you to say what you okay. think. So I would say that the modern Christian parent is a parent who loves the Lord with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength and wants their child to do the same. And I think what's most important is that you definitely let the Holy Spirit convict you on what you're doing wrong and mm-hmm. what you're doing right. If you take an assessment of yourself right now and you say like, here's the number one thing I've got to turn around about my parenting, whether it's your patience, your communication skills, whatever it is, you know what that thing is and you know you need to strive towards wellness, go to the Father. Mm -hmm. Like there is no better place to look for wisdom than the Word of God and He's going to have an answer for you. I was telling Chris before we filmed this is like lately I've been having some really good breakthroughs with Johnny in our discipline and I think that's because I've literally been praying for mm-hmm. wisdom. Like, Holy Spirit, please give me creative ways to have breakthrough with Johnny. Yeah. And in the moment, things will come out of my mouth that I never expected to say that, like, work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like, now I'm speaking his language. Like, literally, it's the gift of tongues from the Holy Spirit to speak four-year-old. Um, and so, like, yeah, that's what I believe the modern Christian parent is. And um, I want to leave you with this promise that comes from Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And even when he or she is old, it will never depart from them. If you train your child knowing those things and practicing those things, it's not going to depart from them, even when they have a season of mishap, because everybody's got their own story. So that's what I think. What do you think? What's your... Well, I I have something. Okay, cool. Okay. And, And if I could use one word, it would actually be grace. And this is a reminder for anybody. Like... We touched on a few different things and, you know, even if you're listening, I know several people that are like, they don't have routines for bedtime. Listen, like every parent is doing their absolute best unless you wake up in the morning and you're intentionally not doing your best. Like, like you don't want to do your best. That would be the difference. If you're waking up and you're like, I don't care. Like I want to, you're those people in Kentucky in that commercial we played or we played. Unless it's that, like, I think that they're is some grace especially if you're a a believer you know i think it's understanding that like we are not perfect you know god is the only perfect father that exists and so i think we need to like remember that so i say that to say like even if you're already you're like an empty nester and you're listening and you can look back and you go i don't even want to think about it because like my kids they you know some of them don't go to church anymore and some of them whatever so it's like i must have really had a mistake or whatever but i think 
I think at the end of the day, you need to put a little bit of grace on yourself. Right. And you had mentioned this to me before when we were talking about the subject is that now sitting in parental shoes, you look back at all those decisions that your parents made Mm -hmm. and whether you agree or disagree with them, you just sit in a seat of understanding. Yeah. Like, okay, I now being a parent, I can understand why. Maybe they were just doing the best they could with the money they had. Or maybe that was the decision they made because it made the most sense for their schedule at the time. Or, you know, whatever. Um, Good or bad. You can just definitely, when you're a parent, you get to look back at your own, you know, childhood experience and be able to have grace for that situation. Now, obviously, there's going to be some listeners who are like, no way like my my parents were terrible and I you know I'll never do this and I'll never do that but I will say back to your point about grace is like be careful with the nevers Mm -hmm. you got to be careful with the nevers because that is it it points a lot of fingers and a lot of spotlight back on you for the enemy to to taunt you with that oh, like when you say i'm never gonna yes. do that i'll never be that exactly because yeah. a lot of times i've seen it so many times a lot of times you end up being that exact thing that and is you so up, true i mean honestly i've actually done that mm. i've thought to myself certain nevers where it's like oh i definitely never want to do that with yeah. johnny or i never want to be like that or i hope he never perceives me that way and then i find myself in the middle or, or the heat of a moment mm-hmm. acting away or saying a sentence that i thought i'd never say yeah. and so it's like There go I, but for the grace of God. (laughs) I know nothing, but I will say I think the modern Christian parent and parenting is a big part is forgiveness. You know, Mm, every part of the gospel is forgiveness, which means that we need to forgive our parents. I think that's going to be the first start of a breakthrough of you being a good parent because otherwise you're just like possibly going to turn into the very thing that you didn't want. And I feel like, I really feel like this is for somebody. Like now I'm just feeling it. Absolutely. Because if forgiveness is such a big part, right? Jesus forgave us. He tells us we need to forgive others. So like if you want to be a, a great successful parent as a Christian, you need to forgive your parents right now. Yeah. Like you need to just take this like after this podcast just sit in your car uh, before you walk into work or whatever it is you're doing and just have a conversation with God and say God like okay how can I forgive yeah and forgive a lot of times is like that underlining word is release yeah how do I release them from the prison I've put them in in my heart in my soul and in my mind and forgiveness is not accepting or condoning the behavior absolutely it's not not that it's saying that it's no longer up to me yeah to determine what their punishment should be or the fact that i'm seeking out that they be punished or justice be served i'm giving that to god so yeah and 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 then i i also think as a parent if you've been in it for a while and you go you know what i've made so many mistakes as a parent maybe you need to forgive yourself as well you know, maybe yeah, that's, that's a big good. part of it. You got to move forward and you can't just keep allowing this domino effect of the bad mistakes you've made because you feel like you're stuck and you can't keep going. Like, no, you literally can. That's the beauty of forgiveness is that you can get out of that funk and out of that domino effect because forgiveness is such a huge part of Christ and Christianity. So I would say like whatever it is, I think forgiveness is a huge step in the modern Christian parent. Uh, that's That's what I would think. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Chris. That was good. <laughs> I told you every once in a while to have a little pastor in me <laughs> little on this something, podcast. A little something, something to give the people. 
Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any thoughts on parenting, honestly, even tips, we are always open to listening to new parenting tips or things that work for you for for bedtime, for morning time, for any of it. If you've got something that you've heard or if you have something ridiculous that you were told that you're like, this will never work. Yeah, I would love that. So you can reach out to our social media. I'm... Uh, at Micah Wineland on all things and you are I'm at Chris Wineland Comedy all right guys we'll see you next time